0: Hi guys welcome back to another episode of get up and grow girl today i'm back by myself doing a solo episode and we are in december we are well and truly in the run-up to christmas now are you a grinch or like a christmas lover kind of elf type i have always been an elf but the last couple of years i've been a bit of a grinch it's always been during the christmas period that i've been going through one of those difficult periods or growth periods the last couple of years so I've been a bit grinchy but this year I'm feeling kind of neutral I would say probably I'm neither but what I do like is new year um I actually hate new year's eve because I feel like it's so much pressure for just another night in the year and it has to be a really good one but I love the turning of the calendar and the sort of fresh start and I know that people always say oh the whole new year new me thing we know that the whole new New Year, New Me thing is definitely a, just around the corner. It's like it's weeks away from being spammed by these kind of slogans, and yeah, it, it's it's kind of annoying. Obviously, we love to hate on on this phrase or that slogan, but deep down, I don't think it's actually that bad. I think okay, a lot a lot of the time, people will make these promises to themselves and they won't f- follow through. So it's frustrating to hear the hype for it to end the same way but should we not give people the benefit of the doubt and while it's true that you can make change at any point throughout the year and you know this podcast is trying to push that narrative out there to you if a date and if the changing of of a number on the end of the year makes people feel a little bit more empowered and, and gives people that feeling of a fresh start then is it really that bad I just think if you're willing to try it and you're willing to actually give it a good go and intend to do it, then I don't mind if you do it on January 1st or you do it in November, as long as you're making those steps forward. So I thought it would be a really good time to do a reflective episode, not to do with my personal story, but in terms of tools that I've used and tools that you guys might want to use to prepare yourself for the new year. So I'm not saying we have to start making resolutions, but I think it's always good practice to reflect and to look back and be self-aware. And then we can take that knowledge forward with us and use it for growth. So, yes, while well, you don't have to do it on January 1st or December the 31st, <laughs> you can um, do it at any time of the year. I would say use it as another opportunity. I, I tend to do it every so often, every few months. So there's no harm in being a stereotype and doing some of it this month as we wrap up the year. The first one that I've done, which I actually shared on my Instagram stories of the day, and it is is—it is cringe, I'm not gonna lie, it is cringe. So if you have a high cringe threshold, or is it low cringe threshold? I'm still not sure, um, but if you have one, then you might not wanna do this. Um, although, of course, the grow girl within me would say that if you find it cringy, you should do it even more so because you should get out of your comfort zone And to be honest, I cringe really easily, believe it or not. Despite all the deep captions and deep podcast episodes, I do cringe quite easily. So it was a bit of a challenge for me. And actually, I did this two years ago, so it was not a recent thing whatsoever. But I recently realised that I did it. I'd forgotten completely and thought, actually, yeah, I might do this again. So what I did was write myself an open letter. And this was in, in December 2016 and I wrote myself an open letter just saying my hopes for the next year, and talking to my future self about what I what I want, um, but also sort of telling myself what I thought maybe I would need to hear, and yeah, this one, it, in a sense, it, it's kind of two-tiered, because on the one sense, writing yourself something like this is setting the intentions, and the process of doing so gives you that clarity or vision in terms of what are you actually aiming for? Because sometimes we can just go through the motions and not actually set any intentions and, and be a little bit yeah, a little bit confused really. Yeah, if you don't have an end destination, what's the point in having a map? Like you you can't get there. So it was quite good to set that intention. But then on the second front, it's almost a reflective growth experience to read the letter back a year later and to to just see how far you've come really to lit, to get it's almost like a time capsule. I love this I love this stuff, but it's almost like a time capsule where you are literally hearing from yourself as you were. so m- your mindset and everything, your your outlook on life it, it's very apparent through the way the way that you write, I think, if you really throw yourself into this letter, which is what I did. so so for me, it was two tiered. one, the process of writing it helps you to set intentions Two, thinking ahead to the future a year later when you will read this back, you will then be able to see how far you've come, you'll be able to see changes um, in yourself. And you'll almost be able to, again, reflect and see where have I changed? And maybe where have I not changed? Or what did I say I wanted to achieve that that I didn't achieve? So I guess half of that is almost like a pride thing feeling proud of how far you've come and letting yourself sort of have a moment of reward and then the other side of it is again reflecting and thinking how far can I can I go from here so I think in my letter I had written something about hoping that I would be running my business that I now no longer am the fashion business that I tried and decided wasn't for me I think the first line was i hope that you're running this business. The second line was actually i hope more than that that you're happy and i want to remind you that things don't always happen in our preconceived timelines. So i just knew that my brain works a certain way. I have very set standards. I think things are, are going to go down this perfect path. That's important to me and in reality that isn't always the case and i knew that even then that my mind works that way and it just shows we are very self-reflective. I knew it, yet I still needed to hear it because sometimes it's buried quite deep and you have to bring that back up to the surface. And then another thing I'd written was, I think it was something about if you're not where you hoped you were, look at the dis- look back at the distance you've come so far and then determine the distance still to go. And I think that's a really good insight um, for all of us is that, and, and it just kind of epitomises what that letter is for, which is that you can see exactly the path you've been down so far. And once you know that, then you can see, okay, what is missing? What did I not achieve? And there you have your intentions for the next coming period. If you're not a very patient person like me, you'll probably find this a little bit of um. You maybe won't be as attracted to this idea as, as some of the others. I remember writing it and thinking, oh, a year, a year until I can read it. And thought I'm never going to stick to it, I'm probably going to start, I'm probably going to open it in a few months. But actually January 2017 came, uh, 2018 came when I was supposed to open it and I I didn't, I, I don't know if I forgot about it, I think I kind of did. And then I also think I didn't want to read it, which is not very grow girl of me, but I think I'd written it at a time when I was really happy and in a new relationship and this was when the relationship had just ended i wasn't really ready to read it so i think i i think i'd made that choice initially in january not to read it just yet with the with every intention to read it maybe in a few weeks and just completely forgotten about it until a year later when i remembered and have just read it over the weekend so i would say do it anyway because you probably will forget in a sense it can be a good thing um you you could set an alarm for a year later to remind you. But you probably, it will not be on your mind to to read this letter a few months down the line. You probably will forget all about it. And the second one is it's one that needs time. I don't think it works the same way if you read it a few months later because it needs growth. It needs time for you to grow and change to be able to look back and learn something from it because... If I write myself a letter today and I read it tomorrow, not much is going to change. Whilst I do believe in continuous growth, I'm not going to gain anything from that. But when you have distance that time allows, then then you can really relate to it and you can learn something from it. The second thing that I do, which I didn't actually do in December, but I think I did it probably January time um, this year in 2018, is a self survey. So this is something that I think people tend to be quite sensitive around and they say that we should never um be too you know there's a lot going around about how we shouldn't be too hard on ourselves treat yourself kindly and you know the Instagram meme uh quotes but I don't think there's anything harsh about doing a self survey on you. Maybe the word survey makes it sound quite in- impersonal but if anything, it's kindness to yourself to allow yourself that growth and to look after yourself in that way and think, okay, what do I need? What what am I good at? What am I bad at? That's kindness because you're giving yourself that time and the ability to grow. It could be anything. I will literally just look at myself. Okay, I'm not talking about like, oh, my left toe <laughs> is bigger than my um, little toe on the right foot. Or I don't know why I'm using that example, but it's it's not necessarily physical things I can see how maybe that might be a little bit counterproductive but it goes much deeper than that so it can be anything from okay my networking skills are not great to I do this in relationships um, and I want to change that it can be anything but I think you should get it down on paper for me getting it down on paper is something that feels quite alien but it's a really useful way of actually processing these things because I think we have many little mini realizations sometimes. I know I have them a lot of like, oh, okay, maybe I, I'm a little bit too much like this or I find myself engaging in this habit a little bit too much. But quite often that's a passing thought and then it can be gone and we can slip back into these old habits. But by writing something down, For me, that helps me become truly conscious of it and truly aware of it. So I I do this self-survey. You can use it in the sense of a SWOT, like a SWOT analysis, strengths, weaknesses, opportunities, and threats. Or you can literally just write down areas to improve on um, and then areas of um, strength. I think it's important to do both because once you have the areas to improve on, then you can work out what work needs to be done. It seems silly, but it's it's literally like you would do if you were doing some a project for work. Identify the issue and then find the solution. And when it's something so personal as our internal issues, I think we we shy away from doing that. And we don't like the idea of, you know, fixing things in a, in a very pragmatic way. I think, yeah, we do worry about being too hard on ourselves. But I think you can do this with love, you can do this in a sense of wanting to be the best you can be. For yourself it's not necessarily for anyone else and therefore it is a self-care activity in my mind so you look at the things on the improvers list and you think how do I fix this so for me sales would be one that this year I've started to uh, overcome that sales was not my best skill and obviously as a freelancer it's something that's very important and um, especially in personal training but really you know in in every business sales is important so I invested time into learning how to sell so I did some courses but equally it's one of those things I think you just have to do it to learn and to improve so I would just start selling more I would set myself targets of how many times a day I'm going to try and sell or how many times a week and then I have my strategy I have my roadmap of how I'm going to get there equally with something much less tangible like with all the changes I had emotionally this year in terms of relationships, I recognize the pattern coming out of now my maybe third relationship, serious relationship that I have certain patterns that I seem to adopt. And being aware of it made me actually go to an event where I heard somebody else talking about a similar issue they had. It's sort of this need to um, not help people, but we, we're very solution orientated and I think we get caught up in other people's lives and always try to help them in their lives rather than focusing on our own our own so we can get caught up I think in other people and so I found a book which is about exactly that I found out that this is sometimes referred to as codependency I found a book on it that is, looks very good and I'm going to read that book and I'm going to self-reflect in terms of when I'm doing this that's something that I'm already doing now that I know that I can already recognize when I'm falling back into those patterns and just the awareness is sometimes enough to prevent me from doing that and from falling for the same routines and then this book hopefully will educate me more and make me more self-aware and teach me how to overcome these tendencies so that's the side of areas for improvement and then if we go over to the strength side, I think sometimes we can skip this. If you're a little bit like me, sometimes you think, oh, that's not important. I want to know what to improve on. I want to know what to improve on. But actually your strengths are so important as well because it's those that not only make us feel good and you know remind us, reward ourselves and remind us of our of our value, but equally it's about recognising that we need to leverage those. So if you are really good at something, it's not just enough to say, okay, I'm good at that, but actually if you were really conscious of it, maybe you could use it to your advantage even more than you are. And I think because when we're good at something, it's not an area that we think is going badly. Um, For example, I would say one of my stronger points is communication and communicating with people. So because I don't ever think oh, I've got a problem with communication with, for example, let's use the example of clients in my personal training business, I wouldn't think about ways to perhaps do that better but just because something's good that doesn't mean it's optimum so i think knowing your strengths is really important because then i can say okay i'm a good communicator so maybe if i actually took that to the next level i could use it in my business for x and i could see growth in my business from doing this so i think both sides need to be analyzed and both sides should be done don't just fall for what i used to do which is just go for the hard bit and and think that you're Um, being strong by not needing to list out your strengths because actually there's something to learn there it's not just a an activity designed to make us feel good we can still learn from that. So the third thing comes under the umbrella of reflection on the year rather than just on yourself Um, but on on the events perhaps of the year as well as obviously your part in those so we'll split that into two and on the one hand I think this is something that is less said on you know other forums and things like that but find your beef I mean we all have some sort of beef and I'm not talking about cows here um but something that you know unfinished business perhaps is a better way to define it but you may have one instance or it might be a few small instances of things that you just you haven't quite put them to bed yet or maybe they still bother you, or There's a part of you that that hasn't really let go of that. So find those things and sit down and find the lesson in each thing. So I know that quite often we hear things like on New Year's Eve, everybody texts their ex to, (laughs) I don't know, um, either apologize or tell them what they think of them or ask a question or, you know, it's these kind of things. But I say let's keep it within. Um, Obviously, if that's something you feel you need to do, then that's completely different. But the way that I'm using this example is more for for your mindset. It's a mindset hack that doesn't necessarily do more than control your mindset. Maybe it's not going to change the actual events that happened, but it's not about that. It's about your ability to process them. So find something that you feel you haven't put to bed yet. You don't feel that you have come to terms with put those things down on paper and find the lesson in each one it might be one lesson it might be multiple I know for me usually that this year if I think about my beef so to speak I think I've put it to bed now to be honest I think this is something that just happened for me over the over the weekend Uh, that's a story for another time but I feel like I've put I've put it to bed now but before that I was reflecting a lot and the lessons for me were there were more than one for each thing, I reckon you can probably find multiple if you look for them and that's exactly it, you have to look for them, they're not necessarily going to just be there but find the lesson and like I said this, this won't necessarily change any of the events but what it will do is change your outlook and almost learn to be grateful for those things that happened because of the lesson that they taught you, this is so Ariana Grande, thank you next, I think she has made this type of thinking mainstream but we should know this anyway we should know this that it's up to us to find the lesson in something and the practice of doing that I've done it over the last year mostly I think I did it in January to begin with I did do it a little bit actually last December but the lessons help us go into the new year feeling grateful for what happened and and almost give you that closure you need to put any of those events to bed the second half is less to do with beef and more just general reflection on the year. And that is to go through some of these questions. I found a couple of quizzes online which could be useful for you. Um, I think equally you can make your own questions. But I will put the quizzes in the show notes so that you have the choice. It asks you about 10 to 20 questions about your year. And it's everything from how did you manage your finances this year? To what was the biggest thing you think you've accomplished this year? Or what is the one thing you regret this year? These questions prompt that kind of thought that sometimes we don't always think about. I know for me, I tend to think one way and it's all very much to do with emotional growth. And sometimes questions like that help prompt other sides of of growth and other things like looking at finances, like looking at very pragmatic things and, and how we can change in those aspects or what we can learn in those aspects. So there are your three things. I'm sure you can probably find way more um, out there that you could do and perhaps you even have some of your own practices. Um, If you do, I would love to hear them. So please feel free to uh, message me on Instagram and and tell me them. But my three that I have tried and tested are to write yourself that letter so that you can look back and reflect and learn from that, to conduct a self-survey, Don't be too hard on yourself. Don't be scared to go into it. And just remember you're doing it as a self-care exercise. You're doing it to help you grow. And the third is reflect on the year in terms of unfinished business or beef. And then in terms of general milestones and general lessons. And again, I will put one of those quizzes in the show notes because I think it's actually much easier to have these questions to prompt you um, and get out of our own heads a little bit rather than just going on what we would usually do. So I hope you've enjoyed this episode and I hope you'll find that these activities are helpful. I know it's all a bit cliché, but I think there's no harm in using the calendar, something that yes is set out by society, but there's no harm in using that as an excuse for growth when it's a when it's a positive thing. What's the harm in it? And I know you will still be growing in February next year, April next year, but Let's use this as a check-in point um, on our growth journeys. Wishing you a great rest of week, guys, and speak to you soon. Goodbye.